Riding through this world All alone God takes your soul You're on your own The crow flies straight A perfect line On the devil's back Until you die Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the new Crossroads Podcast, the newest member of our lifestyle podcast on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Thank you for joining me. I'm the man known as Dusty Dave, Diamond Dave, the man of a thousand gimmicks. However, on this podcast, I like to go no gimmick. I'm David Malkwich. Thank you for joining me, and before I get into this week's episode, which is one very near and dear to my heart, I would like to extend my uh, best wishes to each and every one of our listeners. I hope you all had a very happy holidays, whatever you may celebrate. I hope you had a very happy new year, and I wish you all nothing but the happiest and healthiest of 2022. We've made it this far. Let's keep on trucking. All right, so this is now the first official episode of the new Crossroads podcast. As I said in the intro, being a member of our lifestyle podcast on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. So for those of you who weren't able to listen to the intro episode for the uh, 12 days of fourth wall pop Christmas. Um, a little, uh, background matter in how this, uh, iteration of the podcast came about. So for those of you who don't know, over the summer of 2021, I moved back home from, uh, living in Long Island, uh, renting a place to, uh, moving back home with my dad in New Jersey. Now, this was uh, for a couple reasons, one of which was because, unfortunately, uh, on the, uh, I would say at the time, the tail end of that part of the pandemic, um, I had been unemployed for a year and a half. Um, currently have a, a, a decent amount of credit card debt. We'll leave it at that. Um, and I also currently have my two... Uh, sweet bun daughters, Lil Juniper and Drew Bunnymore. So the idea for me of finding a um, rental in Long Island, or let alone anywhere for that matter, uh, was not, it just didn't work out. Partially because of my lack of uh, pay stubs, obviously having been on unemployment, um, second of all, with the credit card, uh, with the credit card debt, and then third of all, with the um, fact, obviously, that like I said, I have two sweet bun daughters. So, and 
in order for me to be able to find a rental, first off, holes in the wall, like single bedroom, a uh, single room for that matter, um, they started around $2,500. Unfortunately, um, that even with a cosigner wasn't feasible. So I moved back home and uh, thankfully I immediately got a job as a server at Applebee's, which I will absolutely say I have been um, adjusting very well back into the industry. However, obviously, you know, it is what it is. So that brings us to where we are today. Um, so the focus of today's episode is burnout slash mental health exhaustion. We've all been there for a multitude, a plethora of different reasons. And when we experience this mental health burnout, some of the simplest tasks turn into less manageable, more difficult tasks. I know I'm not the only one who's felt this, and I know I'm not the only one who will feel this. It is a pretty widespread occurrence. So let me give a little background into my mental health exhaustion. As I said, I personally feel that I've transitioned very well back into the workforce uh, as a server for Applebee's. Now, I have been asked this by some people, so I'm just going to get this out there. Yes, I do, in fact, have my bachelor's degree. Unfortunately, my bachelor's degree is only a degree in liberal arts. Now, I'm going to have an episode down the road about that and why I only have my bachelor's degree in liberal arts, but the Sparknotes version of it was... um. I partied too much in college. I uh, developed an addiction to controlled substances, most, speci- most specifically cocaine. And um, that caused me to uh, go through periods of time where I was missing classes, taking leaves of absence from school, etc., etc. Each one of those leaves of absence from school, I graduated from Hofstra University, was usually accompanied by a change in major. So I started at Hofstra going for pre-med, then I changed uh, it, my major to science education, then I changed my major to Italian and language education, and then finally, uh, upon returning um, back to school, upon getting uh, sober from my addiction, I wasn't welcomed back into those programs because of my uh, past um, lack of focus, so to speak. So I took what I can get and I got the liberal arts degree. Now, unfortunately, while I have my degree and I'm very proud of it, I'm actually looking at it hanging up right now in my bedroom, a liberal arts degree doesn't exactly give you the keys to the kingdom Anywhere. Now, I've also had people mention, you could always go back to school for your master's. Yes, I in fact can. I can do that online. I most likely would be doing it online. However, I need to make sure that I'm able to give my complete undivided attention to it 
And at the current moment, I'm not able to do that. So at the current moment, I'm working full time as a server. I'm paying my bills. You know, I'm working at that uh, credit card debt down. But that brings in where um, the mental health exhaustion started with me. Now, for those of you who have been listening to this podcast, you know, this podcast used to be about wrestling. Now, the burnout really, really hit when um, I wasn't able to put out my podcast in any semblance of a schedule, not only because of how difficult it was for me to record with how this mental health exhaustion was hitting me, but even more so because one of the things that I absolutely love to do, one of my hobbies, watch wrestling, whether it be Impact, whether it be Ring of Honor, WWE, AEW, the Indies, etc., etc., I wasn't able to do anymore. Now, obviously, if you don't watch the show live, you can always watch segments of it, like the highlights on WWE.com, but for me, if I don't have that experience watching the show in its entirety, it's so hard for me to record it. It's so hard for me to record it. And so that's when um, the idea was brought to me about possibly changing the subject matter of this podcast. And I I absolutely jumped on board because mental health, in my experience, in my knowledge, and like I say, I say all the time, multiple times in a given show, I am in no way, shape, or form certified as a uh, counselor, as a psychiatrist, etc., etc. This all stems from personal experience. But I am able to talk about it, and I'm not required to watch a full episode of wrestling. So that brings me back to today's focus, which is mental health exhaustion. So I've been working um, as a server for, I'm approaching uh, seven months now, and I work full time. Now, for those of you who aren't um, read up on working in the service industry, uh Part-time hours, you're looking probably closer to 40. Full-time, you're probably looking at 50, 60 a week. Now, one of the biggest things with the service industry is obviously as a tipped employee, your, um, whatchamacallit, hourly is a lot less. Uh, just for... um you know, sanctity of my job and all that. I'm not going to give exact numbers, but you guys can put it together. It's not, it's not large. So usually my paycheck every two weeks is a net zero paycheck because of the tax that it goes to towards paying on my tips. So yes, I, as a server, I basically make my living off of tips. Now, usually my schedule will 
have five shifts a week, one of which will be a double. So, I'm usually working four or five days a week, one of which usually an open a close. And in the in a given shift, I'm usually taking between forty and fifty tables, usually at the most nine out of nine at a time. And it, it, it's not easy. Like you know, you always have to make sure that your guests are taken care of, that they're good on their food, on their drink, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, it's hard. It's hard. It's very difficult for me not to be able to see my girlfriend as often as I would like, even though she only lives 10, 15 minutes away from me. Thankfully, she has been a, uh, she has worked in this industry for a long time. So she is experienced with working in this industry because I've in the past been in relationships while working in this industry before that I literally was broken up with because I wasn't able to see them as much because I was working the job. So it's a, it can be a very vicious cycle, but I'm very thankful for the support that my girlfriend has provided me. Uh, we pretty much started seeing each other right as I got this job. Now, so that accounts for basically 90% of my week. That last 10% of the week when I'm not in work, I'm usually running errands for myself, seeing my girlfriend, running errands for my father. For those of you who don't know, my dad has recently been diagnosed with early stages of Alzheimer's. And currently, while uh, I do also have a brother, my brother uh, lives about 45 minutes away with his wife and his daughter. And uh, I have all but assumed the primary caretaker role. Now, the reason why I have to run all these errands for my dad is because he no longer drives. Um, he doesn't drive for uh, safety reasons because obviously what comes with the condition, the, te- the deterioration of the mental aspect um Things you used to be able to do, you're not able to do as much. So, usually throughout the week, my dad will let me know, we need X, Y, Z from here, A, B, C. And my dad does still make uh, trips to the supermarket so he could get the light things. But obviously, like, you know, the very big and... um, uh, the, ver- the big things like paper towels, um, toilet paper, uh, gallons of water, milk, like the heavy things, uh, I usually, being that I still drive, I take care of. Um, but you can imagine how a week goes when you're working five, six days, and then basically all your free time in between is used for running these errands, you know, do, and I'm not even really able to do a lot of things for myself. And with my industry, in order for me to get a week off, I, uh, not a week off, if, or for me to get like any time off, I need to put those requests in like two, three weeks in advance. 
and let's be serious. It's really hard with the exception of like those vacations for you to plan two, three weeks in advance. I don't know what I'm going to need to be doing in two to three weeks. So all of this building on top of each other, it leads to a very, very um, unsturdy situation. Um, obviously I wouldn't not do this. I'm always to the extent that I'm able to get to help out my dad, especially, especially with everything going on. But in the same respect, we all need, we all need those times, uh, for ourselves. We need the times for our, you know, replenishment, so to speak. Whether that be, you know, to take a breather and all that. But I mean, like in a given night, when I close, we close at 12. I'm usually home by 1, 1.30. Doing my laundry and stuff for the next day. Usually haven't, wouldn't have eaten in the past uh, 12 to 14 hours. So I would eat a little something. Usually I'm not getting to sleep until 2... 2.30 to 3 o'clock in the morning to wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning the next day. Doesn't provide you a lot of time for sleep. Doesn't it provide you a lot of time for recovery. Doesn't provide you with a lot of time for just doing the things you like to do. Watching your TV shows. Playing your video games. I'm also a very avid video gamer and uh, I need to find my find time during the week uh, usually it's before my shifts when I play some video games or I work on one of my Lego projects. I'm also an avid Lego builder. Um, my next big build is going to be the, uh, NES entertainment system with the, uh, rotating TV screen of Mario. Um, and yeah, it, it's hard. And then, obviously, in a given week, we kind of take a look back and reflect on our prior week so we can establish, like, you know, progress, regress, etc., etc. And I'm not really able to see a lot of progress being with the fact that it's I usually fall into the same pattern, the same routine, week in and week out. And it's very, very difficult. Very, very difficult. We all need time to recover. We all need time to... I'm trying to find the words to explain it. I, I I honestly think recover is the best word for it. Like you you recover from your ailments, you recover from getting hurt, you recover from stuff like addiction. And like I said, I so I did suffer from a very debilitating addiction for the better part of a decade. Um, 
I'm very happy to be able to announce as of um, midnight the other night on New Year's Eve, I hit my four-year sober mark from controlled substances. And I am uh, starting... I am trying to quit cigarettes. I know I will be able to do it. It's just a matter of how. Um, but yeah, what I'm getting at is we all need time to recover. We all need time to strengthen our resolve, to, you know, take care of our mental state. And all the meanwhile, over this whole thing, we do still have the coronavirus pandemic going on. And obviously, one of the biggest things we're seeing now are these exorbitantly high numbers of new infections. Um, like I said, this isn't a political podcast, so I'm not going to get into any political ramifications of whether or not one should get vaxxed, whether or not one should wear masks. I personally choose to wear masks. I personally chose to get the vaccine. I personally chose to get the booster shot as soon as possible. But it gets very mind-blowing and overwhelming when week in, week out, you're seeing the numbers continue to go up of infections, of deaths, people are getting sick of the mandates, people are getting sick of everything. I mean, just the uh, week before Christmas, me, my girlfriend, and her son went into Manhattan, and they had just uh, put in the um, mask requirements and vaccine requirements for everyone ages uh, five and older. So... It, it it gets tiresome at times. And it seems every time that we're approaching one of the plateaus where we could finally be getting to that point where, hey, we're getting through this, you get the next variant. Or you get the next shortcoming. You get the next... You take tech 10 steps forward then 12 steps back and you look at where you are as opposed to the original place and you realize that you're trailing. <clears throat> and that happens to go hand in hand, not on the COVID thing, but that metaphor of taking 12 steps forward and then 13 steps back and then you realize you're behind where you even started. But unfortunately, that's life. Life is a series of steps forward and steps back. What I have adopted as like a mantra, even though it's really just like, you know, something I say to myself every day, is there will be days when I take those steps forward. There will be days when... Unfortunately, I take those steps back. 
But as long as I have that mentality that every day I strive to take those steps forward, it usually averages out like that, where I'm taking steps forward. Now, those steps forward can even be in the slightest thing, the slightest thing. So that's why one of the things that I've done to try and combat this mental health exhaustion, um, this burnout, is every day, even within this realm of my so strictly regimented routine, where I wake up, I run errands, I eat, I shower, I go to work. Rinse, repeat the next day. Run errands for my dad. Do this. Do that. See my girlfriend. Go out to dinner. I always try and establish these small, small little things that change each day. I'll set these small goals. These very, very manageable goals. You know, a couple here on this day, a couple here on that day. For example, one of them... Right after I record this and this goes live, I am actually going to be putting in the deposit on my next tattoo. I'm going to be getting the Triforce done with ultraviolet ink. So to the naked eye, it'll look like a very, very faint tattoo. But under blacklight, it will glow blue. So I'm driving all the way to Jersey City for that. Because since I moved back to New Jersey, one thing I haven't done is I haven't found a, uh, I haven't found a new tattoo artist yet. And that's not saying that I'm not going to go back at any point in time to, uh, my former tattoo artist, uh, Simone Lebrandi at Lark Tattoo in Westbury, New York. It's just, it's really hard for me to be able to justify driving all the way to and from Long Island for a tattoo. Like, it, it, the drives to Long Island could literally be as quick as an hour to an hour and a half, or it could go as long as three hours. It just depends on what part of the day you're leaving it. And a lot of you may say, like, oh, setting an appointment for a tattoo and leaving a deposit, that's not really a goal. Well, uh, I, I actually uh, believe it is. I'm adding, some, I'm adding a task during the day that is simple, manageable, and it's external to my routine. And why I do that is... Let's say in a given week, I'm adding 7 to 10 of these goals. They're different from day to day. And they're different from week to week. Then when I'm doing my reflection on the week, I'm not only able to see that I once again was able to do my regular routine, but I was able to add more and more. And adding more and more helps develop balance. And then as you progress through these more menial, simple tasks, it allows you to take more on your plate. And, and it allows you to take more on your plate with less 
burnout, less need for a longer recovery. And so you're basically building your ability to take more and more on your plate each time. Now, we always have to remember that we need to make sure not to overwhelm ourselves in any sense of the word. It's rather you focus and add five tasks and be able to complete all five then go 8 to 10 and fail at 4 or 5 of them. And only you are able to look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself how much you know you are able to handle or not able to handle. And I'm a firm believer in when you're in the weeds, when you are losing that ability to handle. Take a step back. Do some breathing exercises. Do some yoga or do something that calms you down, that centers you. And then try again. Yogi Berra, uh, I, be- I believe it was Yogi Berra or was it Babe Ruth? You hit 0% of the pitches you don't swing at and we're not gonna go four for four every day there are gonna be days when we miss but that is not so bad and when we do miss we can take that take that step back and we can mold the next day or the next week's goals in a different way that we would, in fact, be able to handle them. But at the end of the day, don't let anybody else tell you what you are or are not capable of. Do not compare yourself to what others are doing or what others are not doing. I'm 32. I usually don't like to age myself, but unfortunately I just did. I'm 32. And it it does get really hard, and it gets very overwhelming, and it gets very exhausting when I'm trying to get myself, I'm trying to work on myself, and I see friends and family getting pregnant, getting married, getting engaged, You can be happy for them, and I am, in fact, happy for each and every one of my friends that are able to start having these first on the rest of their lives, but their pace is not my pace. Their successes are their successes in their own right. I, in my own right, have my own successes, and nothing should, could or will ever take those away from me. And we all do things at different paces. So when on when you look at your social media feed and you're seeing all of these, don't start looking at them being like, I need to do X, Y, Z now. You need to do X, Y, Z when you are good, well, and damn ready for it.
our lives and our existences are not quantified by keeping pace with everyone else. My mom, rest her soul, would always say, all roads lead to Rome. Rome being where you want to be. Whether that be in the physical sense of actually visiting Rome, Italy, it's a very beautiful place. But I'm using Rome in the... Uh, I'm using all roads lead to Rome as a metaphor to where you want to be in life. The journey... Someone may take an airplane. Someone may take a train. Someone may take a car. Someone may take a mix of all the above. Fly across the pond. Maybe go to another country. Maybe take a train from the other country. Maybe pick up a rental. Who knows? Maybe get that nice Mercedes. But everyone's journey is different. Not better. Not worse. But different. So when, you, when you're seeing all of your friends and you're seeing all of these people get to their Rome. Don't let it take you away from getting to your Rome. You will get there when you get there. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to make sure you're getting there, taking care of yourself. And when you need a break from the trials and tribulations of this mental health exhaustion or this burnout, take it. Take it. The longer you don't take the time to recuperate, And to heal, it bottles up more and more and more until you're like the champagne bottle that was just shaken a million times and it just pops going everywhere. You have to relieve the pressure. Because the longer that pressure goes and builds up, the chance the higher the chance is that something worse can happen with that pressure. It's hard enough that we're going through this social isolation from everyone with this pandemic. And then you factor in the people that are in programs that aren't able to get the help they need. And I unfortunately know off the top of my head Double-digit people who have unfortunately um, relapsed. And now they're, they're getting themselves right. But even the healthiest of individuals gets burned out. So listen to that voice in your head. Or at least try to. Listen to what your body's telling you. If your body's telling you, "Hey, slow down. Let's uh let's take a, let's take a breather." Then do it. We'll all get to our rooms, everyone. We'll all get to where we want to be.
There's no need for the comparison. There's no need for keeping up the pace. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. And we are not competing for a gold medal at life. (sighs) So we're getting towards the tail end of this episode. I thank you all for joining me once again on this journey. And I do beg your indulgence to bear with me while I find my footing in this new style podcast. Obviously, you can tell I am new to this. It is very nice to be back behind a mic. That I can say for damn certain. For those of you who would like to follow me on social media, you can follow me in three places. You can follow me on Facebook, David Malkowich, M-A-L-K-I-E-W-I-C-H. Like I say all the time, all I ask is if, in fact, you do follow me on my personal Facebook, do let me know that, in fact, you are following me from being a listener to this podcast or one of our other shows on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. You can find me on Instagram, O Z T E P. 08, where I usually post a bunch of pictures of my bunnies, a bunch of pictures of myself, etc, etc. You can find me on my Twitter at I-N-D-I-E underscore D-U-S-T-Y-D-A-V-E. And you can find The Crossroads on Facebook, on a, I'm sorry, not on Facebook, on Instagram and on Twitter at T-H-E-K-R-O-S-S-R-H-O-D-E-S. And you can find all episodes of The Crossroads, old and new, exclusively on the Fourth Wall Pop Network, where our mantras are, one, hashtag pop is life, and two, hashtag make it pop. So, until next time, if I could leave you with one thing this afternoon, that is, take your breathers, take your recovery time, and don't worry about keeping pace with everybody else. Because at the end of the day, We're most responsible for ourselves. Till next time, David Malkwich, out.